Some people think diva's a bitch. Some people think diva's a a grand dame, um, a good old girl, a, a I don't know, you know, a goddess. And yes, I do think I am. All of those things. You're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast, taking a deeper and deeper dive into all things Madonna, past, present, and future. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MLBC podcast. I'm Stefan. We're coming to you from New York City in the library. Uh, we've got a packed episode today of a bunch of good stuff. I am here with my cha-cha-cha uh, <laughs> partner in crime, Tony. Hey guys, I'm Tony, and I'm living for love, not gonna stop, because love's gonna lift me up, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, we are ready to discuss the the big reveal from the past week, which was the The, Medellin video. That's right, and we started with an MTV special, which aired at 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern time, which was hilarious, because it's like, you know, early bird special time for Madonna, but it was actually shot in London, so it was happening prime time at night over there. They decided to do these live feeds from Milan, Sao Paulo, New York, and there was a special dial-in from Maluma in Miami. Stefan, what did you think of all these like remote yeah, I, feeds? I loved, in theory, what they were trying to do, show Madonna's global impact from all corners of the world. Look at how she's she's reaching out to the various audiences and different people. But, however, that being said, I felt like it was a little... The technology was not good for that. You know, the, the delays they had were almost laughable in terms of how many... Like, how much pause there was between the different conversations and you could see her getting so frustrated and irritated by having to like endure that. Yeah, we've all seen B-roll footage of Madonna being interviewed where she complains about the lighting, complains about where the mic is positioned. Caress, give me a fan. I can't, there's no air in this room. (laughs) You know, how she micromanages the production crew and I feel like she wanted to do it here but because they were live Oh, she couldn't. She There's couldn't no way she couldn't. But she did throw it right back at Trevor Brooks, though. I think that was his name. I think. Um, you know, it's like she was asking him right back, like, is this all you're going to talk to me about? Yeah, it was a weird... I felt they did not give her enough airtime. Mm-hmm. The the MTV of yore, you know, back in the Kurt Loder days when we would get an hour-long special for any of her video reveals, whether... On location. On location for Frozen or the Take a Bow uh, in... in uh, Ronda, Spain. Yeah, which was beautiful. And But they, I felt like they just... I mean, look, I'm happy that Madonna was on MTV in general. <laughs> yes, let's, let's reiterate the fact that we love the fact that she got 30 minutes of TV time yeah. in 2019. Primetime airtime. But it was... It, I did feel like for the... There was not much of time for to interview her you know they didn't really have a chance i mean it was like that one segment and then the video and that was the entire time you know it was it was a little too brief for me i wanted i wanted more yeah and when when she did when she was given the chance to speak you could tell she wanted to deep dive into herself as as she always does you know talking about her influences and it just you know they didn't want to hear that they just no, wanted they to wanted to throw it to let's throw it to Let's throw it to Sao Paulo, you know, where nobody speaks English. Yeah, it was just, it was a very strange uh, interview. However, that being said, I thought she looked amazing. Mm, I, 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 her face is on point. Well, what you could see of it, let's just, um, let's start with this. I'm never going to like the eye patch, and I don't like it now. Okay. And I kept waiting for her to take it off at some point, but I also feel like the eye patch is this character for this video, mm-hmm. and hopefully Madame X will have two eyes in her next incarnation. Yeah, I mean, look, we know that she loves loves to be able to brand her her era. I think that's what she's doing with this. Mm-hmm. You know, like with living uh, with Rebel Heart, she was constantly um, Joan of Arking. Yeah, it was you know very medieval, and there was lots of capes, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> with like with hard candy, it was lots of gold bling and, and boxing. boxing, right? And so, I, I get it. For this, she's yeah. totally trying to stamp it. But as with like 
ray of light, which was all about the blonde and the golden tresses. By the end of that era, it was all about like dark hair and introspective. I just, you know, the eye patch gives me these like unintended camp implications with Betty Davis in a sure. movie she made in the late 60s where she had an eye patch on and that's all I see, you know, an aging diva with an eye patch. But I love Madonna, so I guess I'm going to have to forgive that. Yeah, you're going to have to let that go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think she looks great. I think she looks beautiful. Would she look better without the eye patch? Absolutely. Absolutely. But for one video, it, it works. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... I want blonde Hollywood glamour, Veronica Lake, Madonna, but I'm not going to get that think, every time. I think it's coming, though. I think we'll definitely... There's, I think, so many different incarnations that she's playing around with with Madame X. I can't imagine every video would have mm. her with just one eye. So I'm guessing in this video, which we're going to discuss in a minute... Yes, she, we're going to deep dive. Yes, yeah, she is the cha-cha instructor. Yes, there is no bride persona, right? It's just... Well, there was a bride persona in the, not in the, um... In the list. Not in the list, the description, but there was in the original teaser video. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for truck stop waitress, obstetrician, <laughs> and manager and chef. What about you? <laughs> uh, well, so, and actually, speaking of, I, you don't like the eye patch. I just wish she'd take the grills out. Oh, the grill, yeah. The girls have started. got to go, Madonna. It's, honestly, considering how she goes through different, mm-hmm. fit, like, different phases and different, like, iterations of herself and whatnot, I'm shocked the grills have endured as long as they have. Yeah, I mean, she's been, you know, there was the uh, the gold the tooth gold for tooth Dita, for, for but she's been grilling since Hard Candy. Uh, and, and they just have not gone away. They have not gone Luckily, away. Luckily, she can't sing with them, so right. we don't get that... In her in her performances, the Madame X grill, though I must say, I think a dentist was involved because she doesn't lisp and no, I, doesn't I, swim I around in her mouth. I think they fixed it to, so that I totally agree because she had it in for the MTV interview, and I thought, wow, she actually sounds pretty clear. Yeah, I wonder how much her dentist charges her oh, to come in for a fitting. Not as much as her dermatologist. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Paul Jared Frank. <laughs> Uh, hey, I need her dermatologist. I, uh, she looks better than I do, and I'm t- 20 years younger than Madonna. Um, the video. Let's talk Let's about talk the video. Let's talk about the video. Medellin. So the premiere happened, uh, part of that MTV special. My instantaneous thoughts was grandiose. It was lush. It was dramatic. It was... I thought it was really well shot. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I've heard some feedback from listeners saying it helped them like the single a little bit more. I was on board with the single the moment I heard it, so it didn't, if anything, it just helped amplify my appreciation for the song. Um, I thought you saw Madonna having fun. She was dancing. Maluma looked hot. Uh, I would have picked him as my pet student as well. Uh, I just felt we got some really great gifable moments in that video. The toe licking, the her, her running, which I, I love a video when Madonna runs. Yeah, know. like take a bow or justify my love. You know, every time I... Drown world. You know, like anytime Madonna runs in a video, I'm on board. Yeah. And she looked great. Uh, I thought the different outfits that they had her in, the various... Um, the wedding scene was great, you know. So that's my like initial take. I mean, I can, we can deep dive. Well, the video starts out with you know when Madonna in one of her favorite postures, on her knees, uh, praying and surrounded in Catholic imagery. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Catholica Madonna is one of my favorite incarnations. I thought the little spoken word part was very reminiscent of. Uh, act of contrition, yeah, very like beginning of Girl Gone Wild, where it was sort of like we're getting a little bit of a again, Madonna loves to self reference, yeah, and so here we are throwing back to the Catholicism ness of Madonna and her praying, um, her spirituality. Uh, she invokes her mother, which she doesn't do too often. Uh, she's very re- uh, re- reflective this era, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Which is good. Yeah, I, I, I've been getting a lot of that, you know, from the Martha Graham clip and, you know, these this, these last couple of interviews. It seems like Madame X is tying it all back to where she came from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in a very esoteric way. And I think we have to 
read between the lines. It's reverential as opposed to more posthumous. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. But, so, yeah. yeah, so we have her pray, and from there we go into the Cha-Cha-Cha studio. Um, I liked the, again, the visual homage to the Hung Up video where she's looking in the mirror. Uh, again, I love when Madonna dances to, to herself in a mirror, you know, very, very hung up, very give-it-to-me video. Um, she looks fantastic in that very expensive black wig. I don't like that wig. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that wig. I feel like it's too lacquered, mm-hmm. but I love her with the dark, with the dark wavy hair, and I think it, you know it just it shows off her porcelain alabaster mm-hmm. she skin. She looks like she's stayed out of the sun for twenty years. Um, she has stayed out of the sun for forty years, actually. Yeah, it's uh, no, she's looking. But I like the scene when the, I thought the choreography was really. Simple and classic. Uh, simple, yeah. simple. I say simple, meaning like, oh yeah, like I could walk into the studio and do that dance in a heartbeat. No, I'm... Exactly, no, but simple is the right word because sometimes she tries to do too much. It wasn't overdone. You know, like let's talk about the sorry video where she's literally like a pretzel Yeah. and you're like, well, hey, slow impressive. down, lady. Imp- imp- yeah, slow down, Poppy. <laughs> it was impressive though. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, that's, that sorry video, she turned it out. I, I'm... I think around the same age that she was when she did the sorry video, and I can't do that. Yeah, I mean another another video that I reference as far as like her going crazy dancing is uh, "Die Another Day," where she just like it's like there's no one to hold her back, yeah. there's no one to pull in the reins, and in this video everything is very you know like Latin music is all about steps and it's about who's leading and who's following, and I feel like that's part of the theme of the video. Yeah, and you know? I liked that um, Maluma didn't seem like a prop but sort of like a nice partner for her. Also not too macho, but not too much like a prop. Yeah. He, no, I, I, I know that we differ in this, but I, <laughs> I, I gotta say Maluma was, he's hot in this video. I believe the word you're looking for is caliente. Oh yeah, muy, muy caliente. <laughs> no, he, and I like that they, my, one of my favorite moments from the video was when the two of them interact for the first time and they touch and the screen goes to red and yes. everyone else in the studio disappears and the the camera work is just really, really great. It's, just, it's sort of swirling around them and they then of course it moves into the bedroom. It, it's basically, your, the, the Medellin video is a six minute opus of their relationship. Madonna meets a man, she falls in love with the man and then she marries the man and that's them that's them in the nutshell. That's their little, their little courtship. Does she leave the man at the end? Is he following her on a horse, a la Julia Roberts and Richard Gere and Runaway Bride? I no. I felt like the horse ride at the end was, was their honeymoon. Was their honeymoon? Yes, okay, exactly. She's like, let's get out of this party, and she grabs him, and then suddenly they're whisked away onto horses, and it's yeah. I, I mean, I think her horse was in the lead, so I think that's a definite. A little symbolism for who's in charge in this yeah, relationship. Well, who's on first? Shocking. Madonna is. Who's on top? Madonna. Uh, so this video is directed by Diana Kunst. I love saying that name. And Mao Morgo. These are new collaborators for Madonna. She's first time. First time. Yeah. She. You know, it's always interesting to see who directs her videos because it's it's definitely a point of view that's being brought to the proceedings. That you know, it's something that Madonna has painstakingly sought out mm-hmm. you know she she is very shrewd when it comes to having people design her her iconography you know her well of course she picks she's in charge of picking who she wants to work yeah. with it's and i thought they did a great job i'm not quite sure of what they've done before madonna but i haven't either madonna says that you know she's seen diana kunst work before and it inspired her and that's great, Madonna. We just don't know who she is. Yeah, well, but I'm sure now she will. Yeah, now she will be. Yeah. Now, now the two of them are never going to hurt for work ever again. No, never again. God bless them. But they did a really great job. You know, the, uh, the black and white cinematography was beautiful. I love the location. You know, some people say that it's Portugal. Some people say that it's Spain. It's definitely not Colombia. No. Well, and I love, yes, the black and white footage with the horse mm-hmm. and her rolling around in the dirt. I love thinking how expensive that outfit was, mm-hmm. and Madonna's totally fine just 
rolling around in the dirt. Yeah, Madonna has a long history of dancing on the floor, and mm -hmm. this is no exception. No, and she's just going to do it in thousands and thousands of dollars mm -hmm. worth of couture. And She's she never going to wear that shit again. No, but you know somebody's wearing that, being like, Madonna rolled around in the dirt in this, and I'm wearing it now. <laughs> but I love, yes, I love that she continues again, another nod to her past, bringing in the whole horse imagery. Dancing yeah. on the floor. Exactly. Um, Writhing on the floor. The bridal gown is an, a very good nod to her video for Like a Virgin, as well as I'd like that you mentioned. Her. It was very similar to her, the outfit she got married in to Sean Penn. Right. When she married Sean Penn, she wore a bowler hat, a classic bowler hat under her wedding veil. And, you know, when you... That was black, right? Yeah, it was black. When you hear it described or you, you see it written, you think, that can't look good. And when you she, see a photo, yeah. she pulled it off. So I think she's always had this affinity for wearing hats under veils. Well, and also the hat in the Medellin video is a cowboy hat. So yeah. it's, again, a throwback to her music era. You know, like mm -hmm. she's peppering in a lot of different little, you know, blips and blurbs from her past and the, the, the Easter eggs, if you will. And I thought that was, it's very, very smart. I love her, her raucous wedding party. Did you see the... Uh, the B-roll footage, yes. behind-the-scenes footage, how cold it was when they were filming that. Yeah, I posted that video or clips of that video on our Instagram page, at MLBC Podcast. And if you're not following us, follow us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, 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 that must... It, yeah, it had to have been in Europe because that, that was shot in February or March. Yeah, so they were probably freezing, mm -hmm. you know, because you know that was like an overnight shoot. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I loved, one of my complaints about Madonna's videos over the past decade or so has been how on, like, low production value they've been. You know, like, if you look at the jump video, and I get it, she was on tour. She was on tour, and they had so 10 they, minutes. They, yeah, they didn't have a lot of time. It was like, here's an hour. Here's a wig. We're jumping into a studio. Uh, you're going to film, and this, they did the set without her. And it was very self-contained and sort of flimsy and not very yeah. memorable. And I, a lot of her videos of late have been very simplistic. Turn up the radio? Yeah. Ugh. I mean... The, that to me was the, the song and the, the video were, was a lost opportunity. They, it could have been so much better. Mm -hmm. Not to dovetail too, but I love that if you haven't heard, Google the demo version for Turn Up the Radio by Martin Solveig. It has, I think it's the Sunday Girl is the singer. And the demo version to me personally is so much better than the album version. Madonna took it, came up with new lyrics they kind of like softened it a bit. Actually, it's very similar to the new Taylor Swift song. But oh, I, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to trash Taylor Swift on this. I'm not trashing Taylor Swift. I love no. Taylor Swift. But it's a little softer. It's a little like a little too saccharine sweet. And the original version it has a bit of a harder sound to it. Anyway, uh, the video I thought was such a lost opportunity. Her cavorting around in the countryside of Italy. She was trying to do something like La Dolce Vita, but yeah, it, it just, just didn't, didn't translate. It, it, didn't, it didn't work. But I digress. Yeah. The, the, I loved the, the raucous dinner party that she's having at it. And uh, that, yeah, that's, that, that's how I feel. No, I, I love the Bohemian Gypsy wedding. I, I wish we, we'd had more shots of the, the dancers slash wedding party because I thought they all looked really interesting. They had beautiful gowns and costumes. Yeah, the, and the, exactly. The scope of the video was really, really grand. The fact that they, I mean, they had an aerial view of her riding horses. That's, that must have been a, a pretty, they must have spent a pretty penny on that video, which I was happy. You know, like, I, she hasn't done something outside in a long time, mm -hmm. and I was happy that we were getting that and um, which, if you'd like, we could move into discussing today's theme, which is top Madonna videos. Yes. Top as in what you think is your top five and what I think is my top five, and we'll see how we differ or how we are similar. Yes, I, I now, when I say top Madonna videos, I am looking at all of her videos as a whole in terms of her entire career and the videos that I find visually appealing. I think it has less to do with the song because there's a lot of songs out mm -hmm. there that I love the songs for, but I don't necessarily enjoy the video. But the video has to sort of stand up and complement the song and sort of accentuate the song and take the song in a different direction 
It, it allows you to hear the song in a different way. Yes, and um, there are very many videos that Madonna has put out, you know, as, as we all know. But I think um, my top five are, I think we overlap on some of them, but we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go. So just spit it out. Spit stuff. it out. Spit it out. Get to it. Don't just stand there. The, um, so first three are all directed by the same music video director, uh, David Fincher. Madonna worked with David Fincher very frequently uh, in her career. David Fincher has now moved on to doing feature films, uh, and he's great. I love him. But his music video work also had a very cinematic appeal, which is, I think, what drew me in. Mm -hmm. I've always loved film, and I loved how in most of the videos he did with her, there's a story. Um, my first is Bad Girl. Um, I love the Bad Girl video. I yes. love that, uh, just the how many shots and how like, the story is so, it's like a short film. Mm -hmm. You know, you're watching a Madonna short film uh, put to a song, and it's, she looks beautiful. Um, there, the scenes with her and Christopher Walken, I love that they take that pause in the middle of the video where he, Christopher Walken appears from behind her and gives her the little kiss of death um, as he's playing her, like, archangel. And uh, it's just such a brilliant video, all of the different imageries and the, the mirror shots of her singing the song and um, love that. Another one by David Fincher that a, a favorite video of mine is the Oh Father video. Again, mm. super cinematic, so lush, black and white, such beautiful storytelling about her abusive relationship and her relationship with her dad Her after her mother passed away. It's just... It's a gorgeous song that I don't think really did very well in terms of airplay on the radio, but... It was I, on MTV a lot. I loved that they played the video. Mm -hmm. I loved that she did a video for that song, and I... The, or, the or, orchestration... Orchestra, yeah. Thank you. Ah, Tongue-tied today. The orchestration on that is gorgeous and beautiful, and uh, yeah, that's... And then my last David Fincher-directed video um, is Vogue. It can't not be. Vogue is... One, to me, one of Madonna's quintessential music videos. It's, it captures her at a time when she was the peak of her career and she looks beautiful. And it's such a 90s video without being cheesy 90s. You know, you have a lot of stylings, the suits that they're wearing, the outfits, the, the dance moves. Uh, but I just think it's so perfect Madonna and the song is perfect and I think they so you can't hear the song without thinking of the visuals and vice versa you know like it just doesn't work independent of each yeah. other um, another one of my favorite Madonna videos is the bedtime story video directed by Mark Romanek again Mark Romanek was a huge music video director he was doing everything from Lenny Kravitz to Nine Inch Nails uh, he did her video for Bedtime Story, and I thought it was one of the most bizarre Madonna videos we've ever gotten. He'd done the Fever video as well. No, 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 that was Stefan Sidnowski. Yes, yeah. uh, which I love that video yeah. as well. Uh, but I thought that the, at the time when it was created, it was the most expensive music video to date, clocking in a $1 million budget, which is kind of laughable now. Beating out the Express Yourself video, yeah. which at that point was the most expensive video yeah, ever it's made. just laughable to sort of think that that's the expensive, how expensive it was. But I thought the special effects were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite part in the video always is the sunflower spinning around mm -hmm. behind her where she's wearing the Bjork hairstyle. With and, the tongues? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I loved that... Um, I, to dovetail very quickly, I had done ecstasy for the very first time in college and I was tripping and watching that video and I just remember thinking, I want a sunflower behind me at all times like Madonna yeah. in that video. I just, it was, and I just, yeah, it was just, it was kind of brilliant and there was a weird story going on. Like all, I love when she flies down. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Did you want to birth pigeons as well? <laughs> Those were doves, I believe. Those are not pigeons. Madonna would never birth pigeons. What are these pigeons? I asked for doves. <laughs> the, but I thought everything was great. The styling in mm -hmm. that, all of the different costumes and outfits and the weird people in the background. We'd never seen her like that yeah, before. Yeah, it was just a strange... It was the first time to ever see her sort of heightened in that way, mm -hmm. whereas she wasn't playing like just 
Madonna as a dancer or Madonna as a person. It was Madonna in this weird futuristic environment, and I, I, I loved everything that about it. That seemed totally appropriate because of, you know, we know her affinity for fine art, and this was name-checking so many artists. Oh, clear, yeah, it was, and it was beautiful. Um, and then last, my I threw in Hung Up, directed by Johan Renk. Mm-hmm. Originally, I had heard that that Hung Up video was meant to be directed by David LaChapelle. That's right. And they had a falling out because she didn't like the treatment for the idea he had, and so they called in Johan Renk at the last minute, and they came up with the, the video that you see now. And I love everything about it. I love the the dance moves that she does in the little studio, the mm-hmm. look, the, the Farrah Fawcett waves of 70s hair, mm-hmm. the, the leotard, which I did not like at first, but then I came to love. The dancing in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, all of it. It was just <laughs> such a, it was such a, it seems really fresh. It seemed really European, yeah. which I loved, um, you know, that they had sort of done that flair for her and uh, the song is catchy and I thought the video was had some really great dance moves. And if you think about it, that was like a week after she had been thrown off a horse and broken eight bones in her body and she's all hopped up on painkillers and doing pretty extravagant dance choreography mm-hmm. and yet still injured. And like, I don't think I could do that dance choreography and without broken bones, much less... It, it also bones. looked like she was living on less than a thousand calories of food a day. Super skinny. So thin, never seen her that thin before. Yeah, but... Um, and then I just some honorable mentions, uh, which I won't go into, but uh, still deserve to be mentioned. Uh, Girl Gone Wild, Nothing Really Matters, Take a Bow, Rain, yes. and Human Nature. Mark Romanek directed Rain, that's what I was getting to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful beautiful video. I love, again, how epic it is. That was the first time Madonna wore a wig on screen. No. Yes. For? In a video. Really? Yeah. I was doing her wigography the other day. Wait, I thought (laughs) Rain was her real hair. No, Rain is a wig. Oh. Because she had cut her hair short for for a girly show. Oh, yes. So, that was a wig. Well, no. Did she cut her hair? No, I had... I think she... It was red. She had been bleaching her hair too much and it started cracking off so she had to... Right. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, I cut my hair short for the girly show. So, you like that black wig but not the black wig in Medellin? I didn't didn't love the black wig in Rain. I thought it looked too much like uh, Boy George and the Crying Game. It was a little wet rat in the Rain video. But there were so many other things happening in that video that you almost had to forget about the black wig. Yeah, I just remember her complaining that she had to have water dumped on her for three days. Well, guess what? You love water. Suffer, Madonna. Yeah, you love water. Suffer. And you... You know, also, it looks good now. I yeah. mean, it's a memorable. You know, anyway, that's that's those are my top five, and then some. I love a lot of other Madonna videos mm-hmm. as well, but those are the ones I usually come back to. Well, here's mine. So, to preface this, I was thinking about which videos I loved, and made me realize that I really like Madonna when she's referencing her influences. And the first time that I actually saw this, and it was tangible to me, was "Open Your Heart." It was directed by Jean-Baptiste Mondino. This was their first collaboration, and he'd been, you know, put on. He'd been famous at the time for working with Grace Jones, and you know, a lot of her look had to do with, you know, his styling. And you know, this was not lost on Madonna, obviously. So she works with him in this video, and it's this, um, you know, '50s peep show. Mm-hmm. Naughty Madonna. Yeah, Naughty Madonna. Oh, actually, I was wrong. That was the was first time she, she wore a black see, wig. I was going to say, I didn't think... I was <laughs> going to say, when she takes that wig, the wig reveal... Yeah, but she took it off. Yes, it, well... She took well, it off. And then show, her hair looked like... To show the super blonde platinum. Yeah, a shock of white. Yeah. And she... Yeah, you know, she references Tamara Del Impica. Some of the artwork in the peep show is, you know, definitely Del Impica inspired. That was tame, that peep show. Yeah, it was very tame, you know, and there was a little bit of, like, homoeroticism in the windows with the peep show, and that was her first time doing that as well. It was, I just remember the video premiering on MTV and me watching it and just being titillated, you know, like, what is going on? I've never seen this before. I've never, you know, she's also lost all these, you know, East Village accoutrements, you know, she didn't look like a ragamuffin anymore. She no, looked slender, like, very dancer body. Her yeah. taut, 
toned. And playing a character. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd done it before in the video prior, uh, Papa Don't Preach, but now she was playing another character from the True Blue universe. Stripper. Loved it. Uh, my next favorite video is Vogue. Uh, this, <sighs> this was another very, you know, full of references. It opens with, yet again, uh, Tamara Dellen Pika portraits. Uh, probably from her own collection. Most likely. Yeah, but if anyone scratches those, they'd be fired. Dead. Dead. Um, also, you know, she's referencing Vogue as a dance form. Um, some people say she stole it. I think that she just took a good opportunity and ran with it. She elevated it. Yeah. Like, she's, not take, she's not saying she created Vogue. <laughs> she's saying this is something that's really cool and I want to show yeah. it to the masses. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of rumblings about how, you know, Madonna went underground to these balls in Harlem and got to see everything firsthand. And that's absolutely not true. She was invited to Suzanne Barch's Life Ball in 1989. She went and she saw Boging for the first time. She got these two guys, Jose and Luis. Love them. And love them. She, you know, plucked them and said, let's, let's go on tour, teach me how to do this, uh, video, everything. And, you know, you can see their influence mm-hmm. in that whole era. You know, they, they are centerpiece, you know, uh, whether a Blonde Ambition tour or the Vogue video. I, also, she references old Hollywood in this and in all the different looks and I just I just love every look. She looked amazing. David Fincher directed this. He had previously worked with her on Oh Father, Express Yourself and I In case you're just tuning in. Yeah, in case you're just tuning in. <laughs> I mean I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but you know, let's let's hear it again. <laughs> I just I just love her work with David Fincher and I think that um, that was a really creative time for her. My next favorite video is another, like, over-referential video, Deeper and Deeper, from the Erotica album. This was directed by Bobby Woods. It was somebody who was working um, on in production in at Boy Toy, Inc. at the time. So he was, you know, producing a lot of videos for The Sex Project and Erotica, a lot of those that we haven't seen. But he put together the Deeper and Deeper video, which has got a lot of Madonna's friends in it. Debbie Mazar. Debbie Mazar, this random Italian woman that Debbie told me in a tweet uh, they just randomly met and hung out with, and so they never strange. saw her again. Yeah. Uh, Sofia Sophie Coppola, Coppola yeah, Ingrid yeah. Casares, uh, Udo Kier, uh, Guy Ozieri's in the video as well, Chichi LaRue. Yeah, it's jam-packed. Jam-packed. And I love... Oh, uh, Holly Woodlawn is in the video, too. Holly Woodlawn was, um, she was a transgender Andy Warhol superstar. Oh. Um, well, there you go. And, you know, she was the one in that back room at the end who was doing the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, look at that, people. See, <laughs> even I am learning as I listen to this podcast. But I love Deeper and Deeper as a song, but the imagery in that video just, like, every time I see it, it just energizes me and gets it's me perfect. crazy. It's perfect imagery. The I love the that they shot it on like 16 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. So you have this really vintage feel to the video where it looks like it's something from the 70s. It's full of details. I mean, they, they spared no expense. Uh, for example, they're playing a record and it's a Maverick record mm-hmm. on the turntable. Uh, I love her, Madonna driving with that in fur, her old, uh, faux fur coat and that old car. Madonna's a white Mercedes that was sold at auction a few years ago. I love uh, Sofia Coppola with the tarot cards. There's something about that that just makes me insane. Yeah, I think that whole scene of them when they're eating the bananas, watching the guy do the different poses. Mm-hmm. Um, like that guy was, I remember watching that when I was a teenager thinking, that guy's hot. Yeah, he was a male model. I think his name was David Geary. And he, he, came, he came through the sex book. Stephen Mizell found him in a booking. Mm. He was in the sex book. They put him in the video and then he became a successful male model in the 90s as a result. Yeah, that was, I love that scene. But yeah, deeper and deeper, just, it, it's still, every time I watch it, it's like watching it for the first time. And I love, I think, the scene with the balloons, where mm-hmm. she's so like, I love how they're popping the balloons and how she, yeah, it's just everything about that video is great. Yeah, and because I'm a big old queen, of course I love the breakdown where it's uh, like a photo flamenco, shoot. The flamenco you know? breakdown with her, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So, um, 
Staying with Erotica, my next favorite video is Bad Girl, directed by David Fincher. And I'd read that it was originally going to be directed by Tim Burton. And oh God, pre-production really? took too long, so he had to take out. <laughs> he had to take himself out, and she called David Fincher, who was luckily available. And Bad Girl is another, you know, part of the theme. You know, it's full of references. It's Wings of Desire, you know, with Christopher Walken playing the angel. It's looking for Mr. Goodbar because she's sleeping with everyone in town, and in the end, they kill her. Also, it's Clute. You know, I mean, that's like one reference where she's uh, feeding her cat tuna and she licks her oh, finger. Oh, she licks that. I know. Yeah. I was, was that tuna? I thought it was cat food. And I thought, well, it was gross. She's, she needs, girl, girlfriend needs to go food shopping. In Clute, it was uh, Jane Fonda doing the exact same scene, but it was oh. a can of tuna. Oh, I see. I think she actually had the cat food. Yeah, well, Madonna's dirty like that. Yeah. And I love one of my favorite scenes in that is when she has the backup suit in the, from the drag queen mm -hmm. in her office already. In Louise's office. Yes, Louise Oriol. And, and, <laughs> and the huge box of cigarettes. She made smoking look so glamorous. I She's... honestly think that's part of the reason why I started smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore, but I think I started smoking because Madonna made it look so damn good. Mm -hmm. Do you know the etymology of Louise Oriol? Uh, no, Tony, but I think you're going to tell me. Yeah, so Louise, obviously, is one of her middle names. And Oriol is the name of one of the streets she lived in in Beverly Hills, Oriol Way. There you go. So I'm learning so much on this podcast. I'm not saying that I've driven down Oriol Way, but I could tell you how to get there. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Tony does his homework before we do this. Oh, I, on the other hand, just fly by the seat of my pants. Listen, once this information enters my mind, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's in there, you know? And luckily, I can share it with you guys. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. My next favorite video is Nothing Really Matters, directed by Johan Rank. So good. And, you know, here's a fun fact. That video was shot in two different locations. So Madonna's... Yeah, you, she was not there with those, no. those Asian people. So in the, the, the Asian people were actually in Sweden, mm -hmm. and they are all multiracial. They are all half Asian, half Swedish people. Oh. And if you watch closely, you'll see how exotic their features are. There are some beautiful people in there. But yeah, Johan Rank shot that entire sequence in Sweden. And meanwhile, Madonna was in another glamorous location herself. She was in Long Island City at Kaufman Astoria Studios. And that's where she was in that narrow hallway, yes. pretending she was Hatsumomo from Memoirs of a Geisha, which she claims is her inspiration for this crazy ass bitch who's like, you know, holding a paper bag, a plastic bag. The plastic bag with the water, I love that. With the water. The substitute and, for the baby. You know, and then, you know, just talking to herself and being, you know, just crazy. A, a kooky old geisha. I like the hair, which was not the a wig. Hair. The, the hair, hair was, was not a, a wig. That was not a wig. That, that was, was Madonna, Madonna with getting the Japanese yes, method. Black. Straightening. straightening hair. <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, the dance moves I think are the really, eye makeup are quirky and weird and mm -hmm. very stuttered. It's almost like uh, a complementary to the ray of light dance yeah. moves, where but in a different way. And um, look, people could say she was cultural appropriation, where she's trying to. I just felt like she was paying homage to it. Yeah, and I also think that she, you know, she was if she was appropriating anything, it was mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> But it worked, it, you know, it worked well. well. Some of those people in that video were a little crazy. Yeah, you know, but her too. I mean, if anyone can make having a breakdown look chic, it's probably That was Madonna. definitely, yes. That, the last shot of her walking down the hallway, mm -hmm. doing all those facial expressions, it is crazy Madonna. Yeah. But I love it. I, I love, love it too. And crazy, I, and crazy I, Madonna. And I get that, you know, from... There was a Harper's Bazaar layout around the time of that video being released where, you the know... The same look and feel. The same look and feel. And in that interview, I remember reading, you know that she was influenced heavily by Hatsumomo, a character in Memoirs of a Geisha. And that character deteriorates uh, physically and mentally towards the end. And I feel like that was a big inspiration for this. And and I love it. I just... It's also I, a really great song. Yeah, That yeah. song should have been released as a single. Or, well, I mean, it was released It was a as, single, it, but it was the last single it, a year say, after. It, it didn't seem like it charted very well. It didn't, but it, if you went to a gay bar that summer, you heard that yeah, well, again, Everywhere. because I'm in a Madonna bubble in my life, mm -hmm. I feel like her songs are sometimes bigger than they actually are. But the great thing about being a Madonna fan is you can live in that bubble and be perfectly fine. Yeah, I've been living in a bubble called Medellin the last couple of weeks. How about mm -hmm. you? <laughs>
so yeah, nothing really matters. Uh, anytime Madonna decides to dish up anything faux Asian style, I'm there for it. I don't care. You can call it cultural appropriation, but look what she's doing with Well, she Latin. had the rain video. Yeah. She had the nothing really matters video. Jump. Jump, oh yeah. She didn't look very Asian in that. No, I felt like in rain and nothing really matters, she took on the look and feel oh, of yeah. like Asian. But um, well, and then she's also like with the twins in the Bitch on Madonna video yeah. where she had those uh, Asian backup dancers. And yes, again, not appropriation when she's taking on the Latin feel. She's just sort of <laughs> celebrating that part. But, you know, can I just like say it here once and for all? Madonna is not Latin American and she has no um, Hispanic affiliation other than her daughter is half Latin. So let's just, let's just say that, okay? Hot daddy. <laughs> hot baby daddy, though. I used to see him all the time walking around the East Village. Yeah, I haven't I seen him in a while. I don't know if he lives here anymore. You know, this is a, a, a funny thing. I've seen a lot of Madonna ex-boyfriends slash husbands walking around Manhattan. So I've seen Carlos Leon. Mm. I've seen Jellybean Benitez walking around Hell's Kitchen a couple years ago. DJ um, Jellybean. With, I think, who his daughter, because she looked just like him. Um, this must have been around 2010, 2011. I was walking up Columbus Avenue and I saw Guy Ritchie in a three-piece suit walking down. So oh, I'm thinking he's, he's walking to go must pick up Rocco. Probably from her apartment. Yeah, but they weren't together. So I'm thinking he's over here because he's going to go pick up that kid. And, That's a good celeb sighting. And, um, oh, I saw Sean Penn at the New York Film Festival. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, oh, I... All these men have been inside Madonna. How interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> Tony. Yeah, I love fan sightings. Gross. Okay. So my honorable mention is Give Me All Your Lovin', directed by French production crew Megaforce. I don't know why I love this video so much. It's very different for her. Yeah. It I... has a very strangeness to it, which mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, I like it too. The thing is... It helps that song. The song is supposed to be the sunny bop that came out in December. <laughs> well, it was... No, was that December? Mm-hmm. The song? Yeah. Well, the video came out right before the... Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, which is in January. But the song came out, like... Er, but right before Christmas, mm -hmm. we okay. had the song, and then the video came out in January. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, so you heard the song on its own for a while, and I'm like, oh, this is a new Madonna single I'm not too excited about. And then I saw the video, and it just had so many different layers to it. It's very strange in contrast to the song. The song sounds like it's fun and yeah. buoyant, and then the video is, like, her with that baby carriage and mm -hmm. knocking down the door. And but then there's that interlude for the bridge where the song changes and they're in that white room where she's doing all these like... With the robot heads. Yeah, with the robot heads. And, and that is amazing. I wanted an entire movie based on that scene. Yeah, it's a strange... It's the iconography yeah. that they use in that is very strange. You know, and, and you know, and then when you show M.I.A. and... Um, Nicki Minaj. Oh, I was going to say Lil' Kim. Rapping, <laughs> they... Um, you know, they seem so out of place, but in the video, it makes perfect sense. Well, when they're behind her, it's like a little girl squad, yeah. which is kind of cute. And I like when she's walking down the street, twirling her hair mm -hmm. while they're trying to shoot oh, her. Oh, and yeah, she looks great. So great. Yeah, I yeah. love I love her looks in MDNA, even though I'm not a big fan of a lot of things that happened during that time. But I love the looks with, like, you know, the black bodysuits and mm -hmm. the big hair. and. Well, like, I, I mean, I had one of my honorable mentions was Girl Gone Wild. Mm -hmm. I thought Girl Gone Wild was such a return to form for yeah. Madonna in a music video, having all those backup dancers, Dancing gays. The guys shirtless in huge stiletto yeah. heels, and she looks fantastic, mm -hmm. and she's riding around with all of those mo male models and, mm -hmm. like, with her legs wide open, and I'm like, damn right, Madonna. Like, out of all of her videos, I love that she's always with super hot men and just totally tongue-kissing. Like, just, if you watch any of the other... Uh, any of the other pop stars in their videos, if they have men in them, barely any of them actually make out with the male models. Yeah. Mariah, Britney, Christina, like Kylie, none of them are actually making out with them. Madonna, full-on tongue-kissing. Yeah. You know, like, it is as if, like, she's just gonna suck them all up. And I just kind of <laughs> love it. It's like, exactly, like, own that, Madonna. Like, you are a huge, per like, persona, and she's just, like, I'm in charge, and I'm gonna make out with you, and you're gonna love it. That's so funny. I, I watched recently on YouTube one of those videos called Kids React to Madonna. Oh, it's so good. And these kids are un under 10 years old. <laughs> and 
what I think is hilarious is this little girl is got this confused look on her face uh, after watching like her fourth Madonna video, and she just says, "Why is she always surrounded by guys?" Yeah, it's kind of funny <laughs> to like not have them understand why she's doing it. I'm like, because that's what she does. She's a notorious consumer of men. Yeah. No, it's and hey, I think as a closeted gay kid growing up in suburban Philadelphia, Madonna was leading me into my mm-hmm. gayness by exposing me to Tony Ward and all of her other boy toys in the videos. I mean, it's like that the Express Yourself video with all those hot with dancers. Cameron Adborzigian. All those guys were so beautiful yeah. and muscled and I like I think I was watching the video half for Madonna, but then definitely half for the guys. Yeah, I remember being 16 years old watching the Cherish video that summer that it premiered and having an anxiety attack because it was like I you know, like no one must know that I'm watching this yeah, this yeah. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, thank you, Madonna, for uh, you, homoeroticizing Madonna. Yes. my teenage years. Absolutely. So yeah, th- those are those are some really good video selections. I mean, the thing is that it doesn't. Yeah, it just goes to show you that you know Medellin is is part of the canon, but it can't be compared to anything else. Not at the moment. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So last week we started talking about our individual Madonna journeys. Oh yes, it's that time again. It's that time again. For Tony, what's your Madonna journey? What's my Madonna journey? Well, part two. Part two. Uh, Last week I took you through um, when I went to the Blonde Ambition tour in Houston, Texas with my friends, but I wanted to kind of like rewind a little bit and talk about one of my friends that was with me at the Blonde Ambition tour. It was this beautiful girl named Sean. Is that really her name? That is her name. So we're not changing it. We're not changing it. (laughs) Hi, Sean. And she grew up with me in Houston. She still lives there. And I, you know, I transferred from a public school to a private school, and she was at that private school, and she gave me a ride to school every morning. And I remember the first day of school, we get in the car, and she's playing Madonna, the first album, you know, on that white Sire Records cassette, you know. And I was like, oh, wow, she's playing Madonna in her car. That's really cool, mm-hmm. you know. I look down, and she's got True Blue, Like a Prayer, You Can Dance, on, Like a Virgin, on cassette. on cassette. And I was like, wow, I'm really going to like going to school with this girl because <laughs> we get to listen to Madonna with, you know, and she had a convertible with a top down. We're like, you know, driving down Westheimer, listening to, you know, Holiday, I, you know, I was living my best gay life until I got to school, and then I had to like live my live my best straight closeted life. Ugh. But Sean really got me excited about Madonna. She looked like her in a way, you know. If she if she styled herself, she could look just like her, oh. you know. So this was right around. This was the summer of '89. Like a prayer was in full swing. Uh, you know, Sean had long brown hair, and after the Express Yourself video, she suddenly cut it short and dyed it platinum blonde. So people thought Madonna was your best friend. Yeah, people would be like, oh, she looks like Madonna. And it also helped that she would wear bustiers to school oh, well. and a rosary. I would give her rosaries from my house, you know, and be like, here, wear these. <laughs> and, you know, we'd be driving around. You know, I was her co-pilot. We'd you know, be blasting Madonna, pulling up to other schools to visit our friends or, you know, going to the teen club and or going to the mall, you know, all your typical bullshit teenage stuff in the suburbs, but it was all informed by Madonna. As it should be. As it should be. And we could not be even, we could not contain our excitement when Blonde Ambition was announced and we made plans to go. Uh, we got tickets, we went, and we had 13th row and I'll never forget that night. I'll never forget being there with her and just knowing that, like, everything had led up to this. Was she know? in Madonna garb for the tour? I think that night she wore her famous bustier. Oh, you know, okay. it was literally famous. You know, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere she she wore it. So she looked like Madonna doing "Express Yourself" at the VMAs in '89. Yes, yes, that was actually the look. Or um, she also had a look that was like the "Like a Prayer" video, but the hair was blonde. Oh, okay. You know, it was like that same corseted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't know where she found all these bustiers, and I don't know she her. She why her parents would buy them for she, her. Well, she, maybe she raided her mother's <laughs> closet. No, I don't think her mother was wearing bustiers. But 
she looked great. I mean, you know, she had these huge boobs. She still does, you know, and they looked amazing. As, you know. as does Madonna. Now. <laughs> but, yeah, Sean was, like, my uh, teen Madonna inspiration, which is funny because there were a lot of girls in Houston around that time that were trying to, like, you know, push the Madonna look on you. There was one girl we called Madonna Heather, mm-hmm. and she was more like a heavy metal, trashy Madonna from the mid-80s, but she was still trying to pull that look off in late 89. Oh. And then there were all the, like, what we called the Like a Prayer girls, the girls who dyed their hair black or brown, and it was curly and long, and they were, you know, trying to be Madonna, but it didn't look right because Express Yourself had already came out. Right. And it was like, come on, you gotta, you gotta get it together. If you're yeah. gonna like ape Madonna's look, you gotta like change with the times. Yeah, you gotta keep you it know? up. So, yeah. So I'm just sending a big shout out to Sean because you, you made it okay for me to love Madonna. You gave me that safe space, and and we kind of grew together from from that place. And and that's why I can't ever forget you. And that's why we're still friends. We've gotten so touching here on the MLVC podcast. Yeah, well, don't get too used to this it. This is a really heartfelt <laughs> moment. But, you know, funnily enough, speaking of changing looks to match Madonna, one of my quintessential Madonna moments as a teenager was when she had done Truth or Dare. I was bleaching my hair at the time as a 16-year-old kid because she was so white platinum blonde and I so I was always like I wasn't going full blonde but I was I had enough I feel like you could get away with it yeah of course I did that once um my friend Whitney and her friend whose name I don't remember they bleached my hair white and I have these eyebrows I have these big black eyebrows and I have a mole and we (laughs) went to a party that night and someone must I don't I no, we were at a party at somebody's house, and then someone pulled out the like, the Who's That Girl record and showed oh. it to me, and I turned bright red, and I was like, no, I wasn't trying to... I really wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> um, needless to say, I bleached my hair back the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's exactly... I was always lightening my hair, and I remembered thinking I wanted to change my hair color. I wanted to go dark to see if I like could carry it off, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, I need to change it and dye it dark before Madonna does because I knew she'd been blonde for a while and I was like, she's going to go dark soon. I need to do it before her because if I do it after her, people are going to think I did it because of her. And so I had booked a hair appointment at some (laughs) salon that was near my house in suburban Pennsylvania. Was it in a mall? No, it was not. It was a freestanding. (laughs) No, it was not hair cuttery. And they, um, I booked the appointment for like, I think a Thursday that Wednesday on MTV, they have the Truth or Dare premiere party, and Madonna shows up in that vampy goth black jet straight jet her Elvira hair, look, her Elvira look, with smoky eyes, and you know, um, and looks amazing chewing that gum, talking to Kid and Play with Donna yeah. and Nikki behind her. It's I love that. I have loved that look on Me her too. forever. It's I still go to that look as like. A quintessential, beautiful, yep. gorgeous, young, 32-year-old Madonna. It was super shocking, too, because just a week before, she was at con with that big, blonde hair. Right. Blonde, and blonde and beautiful. And, this, and I, all I remember was sitting at home, watching her do that interview, thinking, fuck. <laughs> Madonna has dyed her hair black, and I have my hair appointment tomorrow to dye my hair black. And people are going to think... So, of course, I hadn't told my mom I was going to dye my hair. I just was like doing it on the down low and I was it had been a long winter I wait was, a minute how can you dye your hair on the down low isn't she gonna see that it got colored? well I didn't I didn't, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think ahead I, I didn't think to the after I just thought I just won't tell her and then I'll, it'll be dyed and she won't have anything to do with it but I had done a semi-permanent so it would wash out however I wasn't thinking that the blonde hair that I had underneath was gonna get stained by the black so although it and the cut was terrible. I, I did a terrible cut in terms of it just everything about the look was completely wrong. Thankfully, it washed out. But then, of course, it stained the blonde hair that I had underneath. And I ended up having, I was doing baseball practice because um, Madonna was doing a league of their own. So right. So you had to be in baseball. Had to be in baseball. Yeah. Uh, uh, only reason I wanted to be in baseball. And to, to, to side note, 
the only time I ever actually got on first base was because I got hit by a pitch, and I was then told to steal to second base, and when I slid into second base, my the, um, all I could think of was slide head first because Madonna did it in a league of their own. So if Madonna can do it, so can I. Did I, your bosoms fall out? I ended up dislocating my right shoulder because nobody had ever told me how to slide into a base, which was screwed into the ground. My arm got caught and popped out. Luckily, it slid back in when I dropped onto the dugout mm-hmm. bench. But um, yeah, dislocated my right shoulder because of a league of their own, basically. Yeah, it sounds like you were in a league of your own. Yeah, clearly. But... Because of spending springtime in the sunshine, my as the hair was washing out, it was being bleached by the sun as well. So I had bright orange hair. Uh, yeah, it was it was not a good hair time for me. But well, was, you could say that that was part of your Madonna journey to her fever video hair. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it was very similar to like what she experienced with with that whole thing. But yeah, journey just, to brass. Yeah, it was very brassy. Uh, but I I loved that that was part of, I just remember thinking I have to beat Madonna to the punch and dye my hair and then she showed up and stole my thunder and she looked, I mean I couldn't do smoky eye maybe, <laughs> maybe if I was able to like wear makeup to school at that time I would have been able to like sell the look a little Listen, bit Listen if we were gay Madonna fans in our teens in 2015 we'd be smoky eye tights, <laughs> yes, you know absolutely. But Well I did actually for the Drown World Tour I did sort of I wore the, like I, I fashioned my own like that first outfit when she comes out to Drown World Tour and impress Vincent with the kilt and, and whatnot. Yeah. I sort of did that. I don't look, and that is when I did the smoky eyed, but that was... Yeah, that I, was I, couldn't, I could never pull off a Madonna look. The only Madonna look that I've ever been able to pull off and that I still enjoy to this day is her um, LA AIDS dance thon look. Yeah, well, that's great. You know, with... Short jean shorts, the little white... White t-shirt, t-shirt. tucked in with a black belt, yeah. um, white... Knee socks and the sunglasses. Sunglasses and um, black Oxford tie-up shoes. Yeah, and did you have a Sandra Bernhardt best friend as well? I did actually. I had a Jewish bi curious best friend who was really rude to everybody, and yeah, she always oh. went with me everywhere I went. Just like Sandra. Just like Sandra. Wow. So you have a Madonna <laughs> friend and a Sandra friend. I did at the time. Did yes. you now? Did you seek those people out because you wanted to have friends like Madonna? Uh, no, it just happened because I have, like, a, a mole above my lip. And, People um, were like, oh, you look like Madonna. <laughs> so, you know, find me a bi-curious lesbian type. <laughs> find me, a, find me a, a girl of questionable morals to hang out with. Um, but, yeah, so that was, I mean, that's part of my Madonna journey, mm-hmm. I think, was definitely feeling like I wanted to change my look to sort of experience what she was doing as yeah. well. And I... I did continue to bleach my hair and color my hair and do different shades and whatnot uh, up until I was about 21. And then my hair started to thin, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop and just be happy that I have hair. Mm-hmm. And I still do, thank you. But uh, I, I, I cherish the hair that I have, and I'm not going to color it. So, Yeah, especially when you read about her saying, oh, my hair's so processed, I can't do this, I can't do that, you know? I don't even know what the color of my hair is. It's, yeah, it's her secret uh, garden. Um, well, we have the Billboard Music Awards from Las Vegas on May 1st, which is next Wednesday. Looking forward to it. I love that she's teasing us with some behind the scenes of her doing that very hung up-esque pose on the stage as she's rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Looking I mean, good. This is a mother of five. Six. Six. And I think six? that... Yes. Yeah, I think she needs to get up off the floor. <laughs> did you, well, did you see the behind the scenes of the live video that she yeah. did where she was sitting on the floor at the MTV studios to watch the video? I thought, yeah. that, I thought that was cute. She just likes being on the floor. I mean, you can't take that away from her. It's, it's her. I, look, I'm a floor eater. I eat, <laughs> I eat dinner on the floor. I, I always thought Madonna likes to be on the floor because, and what I've come up with is she grew up in a house full of children and when you're around a lot of kids, you're on the floor, on the floor all the yeah. time. So. Except when the nanny's taking care of them. Or... Well, Madonna didn't have a nanny unless you want to call Joan a nanny. Joan. True. <laughs> Stepmother. Oh, no, I meant for her kids. Oh, for her kids. Yeah, well, you know, raising kids, is she? Yeah, I guess, you know, in, in the MTV special, she says how she, you know, was a soccer mom for a few months, but I guess that wore on her, and now she's back. Welcome back, Madonna. As a, you know international superstar. I'm excited for the Billboard Awards. Um, 
I'm also a little nervous, as we've discussed before, whenever Madonna performs live, and I'm using air quotes, it can be a little daunting because you don't know what's going to happen. It's, you know, it's, it's not something that she can control as much as her own production, so we'll see what happens. But, but the nervous an- anticipation is sort of fun. Oh, it is fun. I, you know, I love to see her on stage. That uh, moment when they're like, and ladies and gentlemen, Madonna. Yeah. And then you're like, <gasps> and you just hold your breath and just pray that everything's going to go good. Yeah, so because you of... You know she has to, though. There's no, yeah. She's got so much riding yeah. on. This is the first performance. Her and Maluma, they're going to be fine. And because of who she is, the song will either open the show or close the show. No, so I heard Taylor Swift is opening with... Uh, What's his face? I'm sorry, who's Taylor Swift? Oh, stop. <laughs> I, no, I heard they're opening the show. Okay. Well, I have a feeling she... Let them try. She will probably be midway through. I don't think oh. she's got the pull. Wow. In I all these when, years, Madonna opened or closed, and now yeah. she's coming up after the break. Yeah, seriously. I, don't <laughs> think, I think she's probably sandwiched somewhere after the first hour or so, mm-hmm. but I don't think she's going to close. Is Beyonce performing? Uh, probably not. If Beyonce were performing, people would be riding in the streets right yeah, we would, now. No, we would know about it. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to that. And then I also look forward to the fact that next week we will also get a new Madonna song. That's right. I assume that song is probably going to be a ballad. Yeah, because slow. we know ballads chart. And, well, um, but is it a, it's not an official single. I think it's just a... a that remains to be seen, yeah, Stefan. Will, will we get a video? Will we don't know if this is an official single with a video or it's just a deep cut that we're just going to get yeah, served just early. something else. I think we're, we're, we'll, we'll, if you've pre-ordered the album, which if you're a Madonna fan, you should have pre-ordered the album so you could get that instant download as soon as it's available. And if you didn't get it, you're just a local. Well, also, you know, streaming is one thing, but if you want to support your artist, you should a physical purchase of an album, whether it be digital or physical. Yeah, y'all should be streaming this and you should be sharing it. And... I just have it on loop at my apartment, just constantly streaming. I think there was like 7.3 million views mm-hmm. of the Medellin video within the first two days. And I am probably... And that was just in Colombia. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm responsible for probably one million of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and the Colombian people are keeping this song alive. God bless. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to talk about this for just a minute because we don't have any information, but I have this. There's going to be a tour. We all know this. I mean, this is, this is how she rolls. This, oh. is, this is how it works. Um, anyone who's been following Madonna knows that a tour comes with an album. Never used to. Never used to. It was, but, never, it was never a guarantee, but now it's But like, this is how we sell the album yes. is by going on tour. So if you go on Madonna.com and you're on the Madame X page and you go all the way down, there is a mysterious link that says concert tickets. And you click on that and it takes you to Ticketmaster page for Madonna, but at the bottom it says nothing has been scheduled as of yet. Yet. Um, yeah. Tickets are going on sale soon for whatever this is. I really hope that she waits a little longer so we can get our money together. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't been saving, if you don't have your Madonna Christmas Club fund at the bank... I think we all do. And mine was actually depleted earlier this year. Uh, So I'm... Because you bought so much merch. Because I bought so much merch. So... Yeah, give me about six weeks, Madonna, to like get everything going. And... Tony's got to stroll the corners of uh, <laughs> Brooklyn and make some side cash. And uh, yeah, we we need to definitely. I'm gonna start um, selling some things on eBay, and uh, you know, maybe taking on a couple extra part-time jobs. You know, it's not just because we have to have a good seat at the first show. It's Which, because we well, want to... We kind of We kind of do. do, but you also want to go to the second show. And yeah, it's tough. You know, now that it's like... It's not just Madison Square Garden. It's also Barclays. Barclays. You know, I like... Well, or will she do stadiums? Uh, I mean, personally, I hope not. I because hope not because one of my worst experiences in my entire life was going to the new Yankee Stadium to see MDNA. MDNA at Yankee Stadium was, was a nightmare. Atrocious. It was... The acoustics were terrible. The I mean, I had for if it was a baseball game, it would have been great. Yeah. Seats. But I mean, for a concert, I couldn't see anything, and just it's it felt like you were not at the show. Yeah. But, and for the amount of money I paid for the ticket, I thought, wow, I should be closer, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't. Yeah. Well, and even if you were on the field yeah. to watch that, I felt like people were so far away mm-hmm. that unless you were in the first like twenty rows or whatnot, you were just and the sound just escaped. Yeah. It just, I think was, the only person that enjoyed that show was Kelly Ripa. 
Marcus Velas. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I was glad that when she, when she brought MDNA into some, like, smaller venues. I saw it in New York, but I saw it at uh, Philadelphia as well, mm-hmm. which is when I was in the Golden Triangle. And... Uh, I was happy to have seen it inside because yeah. inside it was I went far back, better. I went back and saw it inside at Madison Square Garden. And oh, in the fall when she brought it back in that November. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I got the shock of my life because at that moment in time, I was obsessed with K-pop music, and she brought Psy out on oh, stage, right. and they did Gangnam Style. Yeah, I was at the night before. She hadn't brought Psy And um, I was like, great, Madonna, thanks for bringing my two worlds together now. Um, that was a very random It was super random, appearance. but, you know, she seizes the opportunity, you know? She worked it. Uh, I love, yeah. Yeah, so... Carpe noctum, Madonna. So, so listeners, it, all, if there's one takeaway from this entire podcast that you need to take away, it's Save, save your shekels. Your, save your shit now, because she is coming. And if it's any indication of the price, as the price has gone up over the years, we are going to be spending a lot of yeah. money. I've already bought my merch in advance, so I don't need to walk out of that arena or stadium with anything in my hands except my dignity. But you will. <laughs> no, I never buy anything at the shows, because I know I can get it on Vampire. Uh, we have another performance coming up, which is the Eurovision contest coming to you live from Tel Aviv, Israel on May 18th and of course we will be talking about that. Stefan will actually be in Europe and he'll be dialing in Yes, on the ground in in the bars, getting the actual, what are the people of Europe thinking about Madonna? I think it'll be really interesting because, you know, if I decide to attend any Eurovision gatherings parties, um, what have you here in New York, it's going to be very Diluted, if you will, but you're going to be in Spain, correct? Yes. Yeah. Paris, Paris. Paris, yeah, well, you know. I'm so, I'm so bourgeois. <laughs> I'm just going to be everywhere. He's the bourgeoisie, and I'm the rebel. Oh. So, Stefan's going to be in Paris where, you know, Madonna fever hits all I kinds of highs. It should you know? be pretty high. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. In fact, we should start researching which bars you're going to be seeing this from. I'm just going to be traipsing, <laughs> traipsing through the streets. That is amazing. Um, that is it for our third episode. I'm very excited that you guys joined us. Uh, I, I can't be more appreciative to all of you guys that have started listening to us, and I hope that you'll continue to listen. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Shoot us an email, mlvc.themadonnapodcast at gmail.com. And on Instagram, at mlvcpodcast.